Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. I work with a lot of students in the clinical setting. And I found some pretty common denominators of things that cause a lot of stress and hold students back when they're working in the clinical setting. So I thought what I would do is I would come up with an episode and share some of these perception paralyzers, this is what I'm calling them, that really hold students back in the clinical setting and and actually hold them back in the academic setting as well. But I, I wanted to really focus on the clinical setting because it seems like the clinical application of theory to practice is where students have their most amount of stress and most amount of stressors as they go through the dental hygiene program. So I wanted to talk about the six most common perception paralyzers that are holding you back as a student in your clinical experiences. And for all of us, We've all been through this, right? If you are a dental hygienist, you've been through that clinical experience and you've experienced the challenges of meeting your clinical requirements, of finding the right patients, of getting the patients to show up, of really trying to balance um, the scheduling of those patients and the requirements and all of that. And it can be extremely stressful. So my hope is that I can share some of these perception paralyzers that cause challenges for you guys. You can recognize them. And maybe I can also give you some tips and strategies on how to overcome those if those end up being something that maybe resonate with you or you're familiar with, or you say, oh yeah, that's definitely me. I do that. And it does create some challenges for me. These little perception paralyzers, I think if you can identify them, for yourself, it will go a long way at really helping you meet your academic goals and maybe have your clinic time be a little less stressful for you. That's what I'm hoping to accomplish here. So I just want to define what I'm talking about when I say perception paralyzer. A perception paralyzer is a thought that you have that is connected to or triggers a specific emotion or feeling that is associated with that perception or thought. Now, the human brain works really hard to develop efficient ways of understanding emotions and managing situations. This is almost something you don't even really think about. So I'm hoping to bring awareness to some of these things if it's something you're not aware of that's holding you back. I wanna help you see if you can identify and recognize these perceptions that you have, these thoughts that you have, as you begin to learn all about patient care. The discovery of being able to identify these perception paralyzers will go a really long way in helping you grow as a student, as a clinician, and move past some of these perception paralyzers. Now, the first paralyzer I'd like to talk about is called sympathy sabotage. And many of you hold this perception to be true. Now take a moment to consider when you work on each other at the very early stages of skill development, your faculty supports your learning by trying to help you recognize these perception paralyzers. So the sympathy sabotager is, I'm afraid of hurting my patient. That is a trigger 
that can paralyze you. If you have that belief and you have that thought, it is going to hold you back. Now, when you first started working with your instruments on a student partner, your student partner provided you with reassurance on that belief and helped you to move forward. And some of you have, but you will never be able to do adequate patient care if you continue to have the sympathy sabotage perception. Now think about this also. Your faculty have guided you down the path of skill development at a very slow and methodical pace. You're technically not really doing a working stroke on a patient which requires higher skill development until you're there. You're mostly doing assessment strokes, debridement strokes in a very slow, steady, methodical way. Yes, you can cause some discomfort to your patient, but your instrumentation skills develop as your requirements progress. And remember, you are a novice. You are just learning these skills. Now think about when you were a student partner. Did your patient cause some discomfort? Was it unbearable? It probably wasn't unbearable. So I want you to keep that in mind as you're moving through that perception paralyzer. Think about when you were a patient. Think about if you had any discomfort from your student partner. Was it that limiting? Was it that profound that it's caused you a triggering memory? Most likely it was a small pinch or a small this or a small that, and you provided each other feedback. So this is what I want you to keep in mind. If you are noticing that you have that sympathy sabotage perception paralyzer, if you notice that you are holding yourself back from rolling around the line angles and reaching all the way into the call area with your instruments where you need to get to get to the calculus, are you stopping? Are you hesitating so that you're not doing what you need to do in order to adequately do what you need to do? So these are the things I want you to think about. The next perception paralyzer is the dental doubter. Now self-doubt can really hold us back in the clinical setting when we are at the early stages of delivering patient care. If you are a student who spends time having thoughts where you doubt your ability, your preparedness, your worthiness, and you have this negative self-talk, or even express it out loud to your friends or your clinical team, you are a dental doubter. Self-doubt can create lots of perception paralysis, and that can really impede on the learning that needs to develop and grow in the clinical setting. Do you have thoughts of doubt that play over and over and over in your head? Do you let those thoughts turn into stories? that get in the way of your performance in clinic. Some of those perceptions and thoughts associated with self-doubt, things like, I can't do this, I'm not prepared, I'm having a hard time, this is really hard, this is more than I can handle. If you're not careful to identify these self-doubt talks, they may turn into, I am incapable, I am not good enough, an imposter syndrome could set in and steal your successes or your small wins in the clinical setting. Now, if this were true, then the many successful evaluations and proficiencies that you've already completed prior to having a patient in your chair, these things wouldn't have happened. The truth is, learning the clinical application and patient care is really hard. 
but you have shown that you are capable to do exactly what's expected of you. You have shown that you are capable. Let me just repeat that. Believe it. Recognize the thought trigger. Recognize that perception paralysis. Provide yourself the grace to grow without perfection. Without perfection. Give yourself some space to have flaws, to develop things, to grow and to learn. Give yourself some space to make a mistake. This is how you overcome self-doubt. Articulate exactly where you should be. Comparison is the killer of joy, as they say. Do not compare yourself to your neighbor. Compare yourself to who you are and where you are right now in your learning journey. Now, the third perception paralyzer I want to talk about is efficiency envy. I'm not fast enough. My goodness, I think this is the single biggest focus of most students. Now, this perception, like the others, can invoke unnecessary stress and strife for you in your clinical rotations. Now, let me give you a scenario. I, I just have to say, nobody is fast enough for themselves. I hear students say it, whether they're in clinic two, clinic three, clinic four, they're always focused on their speed and their time and their speed and their time. I don't know really what your expectation is of yourself, but I will say at the end of the semester, if you've completed all your requirements, essentially you were fast enough. That is your indicator that you have successfully landed right where you should be. So that efficiency envy is really a perception that causes a lot of additional stress for you. So if this is something you're doing and this is something you're saying to yourself, you've got to let yourself have some grace and some space to grow. Let me give you a scenario. If I go grocery shopping every week and it takes me like 45 minutes to an hour to grocery shop. Now there are times I can go to the grocery store and I can complete the task in 35 minutes flat. Poof. Now there are other times when I go and I'm bogged down and it'll take a full hour. All right, so that's my average length of time to complete that task. Now, if I go to a store where I'm unfamiliar with where everything is, I know what I'm getting. I just don't know where anything is. And maybe I don't even have a list. It might be more challenging for me to be efficient, right? So there are some things that you can recognize that you can do. So if I wanted to make sure that I was efficient when I go grocery shopping, I'm going to have a list. I'm going to go somewhere that I'm familiar with. I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to put it all together and I'll be as efficient as I can possibly be. But the reality is there's nothing I can do to be any faster. And then if I get to the store and it's really, really busy, there's nothing I can do. So you only have so much control over your efficiency when you're a student enrolled in dental hygiene school. Some things are outside of your control. How long you wait for your faculty? How long you wait for your patient to go to the restroom? There are certain parts of the appointment that are outside of your control. So think about some of the things that are in your control and focus on those things. Okay, I'm gonna have a plan for the day I'm going to have this on my clipboard. I'm going to have these documents. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set time goals for myself. By this time, I should have the medical history done. By this time, I should have the assessment completed. By this time, I want to be checking in with the faculty. By this time, I want to be scaling. I want to have my patient finished by this time. So set yourself a prioritized goal 
option list so that you can overcome this perception paralyzer of efficiency envy because most of it is out of your control. There's some of it that's within your control and it will definitely provide you with some efficiency, but recognize that not all of it falls on your speed. Not all of it falls on your scaling ability. Not all of it falls on your clinical skills. Recognize that process and that will go a long way at helping you relieve your stress and it will be less likely to hold you back in the clinical setting. If any of these perception paralyzers are something that you can relate to, whether it's sympathy sabotage, where the fear of hurting your patient is holding you back in the ability to complete the task that you need to complete, that fear is paralyzing. So I want you to try to overcome that perception. If you are the dental doubter who holds a lot of doubt in your abilities and your capabilities, I want you to use some of those strategies to try to overcome that perception paralyzer. If you are a person who has efficiency envy and you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to build up your speed and push yourself past your abilities and that's causing you stress, I want you to try to recognize that in yourself and use some of the steps that I suggested to try to calm yourself so that you can have a relaxed clinic session and really enjoy the learning process. Do you remember when you were observing or taking a tour through the dental clinic at NHTI or wherever you go to school? When I went into the dental clinic, I was like, oh my gosh, this is where all the action happens. This is where all the magic happens. This is where all the learning happens. And it doesn't take long once you become a student to start feeling like, oh no, this is where all the stress happens. So if this is what's happened to you and walking through that door into the clinic has shifted, your feelings have shifted, your ideas of what you view and your perspective has shifted from when you first became a student or you were considering going into the dental hygiene program, I want you to take a look at the reasons behind why that feeling has shifted. Why has your perception become one of doubt, one of efficiency envy, or one of sabotage? So think about what your feelings are and what your thoughts are when you walk into the clinical setting and see if you can't pinpoint that. Now, in next week's episode, we will be discussing the remaining three perceptions that I see students hold themselves back on and see if you can relate to those. If you have an opportunity to really sit down and remember your why, why am I doing this? Why do I want to become a hygienist? I do see that sometimes students get a little bit burnt out and tired at this stage in the semester. And if you can just take a moment to sit down and center yourself and remember the reason why you're doing this, maybe pull out your essay of why you wanted to get into the program in the first place and see if you can't reignite your joy. These are some of the steps that you can take to really remain grateful as you're going through the program.
Remember, you earned your spot in the dental hygiene program. You are capable. You are desiring to become a hygienist. And sometimes things get in the way and you can lose some of your joy. You can lose some of your reasons. And I want you to remain focused at what your goals are so that you can push yourself forward in the right direction. I hope, this is, I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. And I look forward to talking about the other three paralyzers next week. Have a great week. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know, I do have an Instagram. It's at the happy flosser. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram. You can follow me. I put nice, uh, inspiring messages on there pretty, pretty often. And you can certainly uh, send me messages there. You can DM me and I would be happy to respond. We can start a conversation. If it's something that you need additional support with, I'd be happy to help. Have an awesome week. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much.